Welcome to journeywithjesus.net, a weekly webzine for the global church. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin. My essay this week is called Celebrating Three Years, 2004 to 2007, and is tenuously based upon the lectionary readings for Sunday, June 24, 2007. This week, Journey with Jesus invites you to celebrate with us because this week, Journey with Jesus turns three years old. It was on June 23, 2004, that we launched our weekly webzine for the Global Church. That was 800,000 readers in 215 countries ago. I'd like to say a special thanks to our board and to our webmaster, Ray Cowan. Ray's an MIT physicist who works at Stanford, and while I provide all of our content, Ray does all things technical for us, and he does it with remarkable skill and kindness. Over the last three years, Journey with Jesus has built a readership of 60,000 unique users per month, and we're still growing. Many pastors use us for sermon preparation. Others print out the weekly essay with questions for reflection to use as a Sunday school lesson. <clears throat> Our poetry page is one of the most popular destinations. We also know that over 14,000 academic institutions have logged onto our site, so we know that many Christians in university settings appreciate Journey with Jesus. I like to think that readers appreciate the six values that inform our Christian vision. Number one, biblical fidelity, rooted in the weekly essays based upon the revised common lectionary. Number two, critical inquiry about honest questions. Number three, cultural relevance, as seen in our weekly reviews of books, film, music, and poetry. Number four, pastoral sensitivity that honors the real-life experiences of the local church, pastors, and everyday followers of Jesus. Number five, global awareness that celebrates how the kingdom of God that Jesus announced embraces every nation, tribe, people, and language, according to Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. And number six, ecumenical generosity that rejoices at how the Spirit blows where he wills. John 3, verse 8. I'm especially pleased with our global reach. In any one week, Journey with Jesus serves readers from an average of 100 countries. In a single month, an average of 137 countries access Journey with Jesus. In the last three years, readers from at least 215 countries have enjoyed our site. Many of them translate our site into one of ten languages using Google's machine translation. All told, then, 30% of all of our traffic is international. Readers also enjoy our comprehensive indexes, which now comprise a mini-library of 800 essays, poems, podcasts, and reviews of books, films, and music.
Journey with Jesus is all free, all the time, to all readers. At various times, our board has considered how we might monetize the site, through advertisements, for example, or by charging for premium content. We've rejected that path, and as a result, advertisements don't clutter our site, and our many readers who live in under-resourced parts of the world enjoy a free resource. I'm always encouraged by readers who email us, sometimes with problems or questions, but mainly to thank us. Believe me, I appreciate the encouragement of readers. A few weeks ago, a pastor from Iceland wrote, I'd like to thank you for your essay posted on the web on May 21, 2007. It helped me greatly in preparing my sermon for Pentecost Sunday. And then closer to home, Alec wrote, I just stumbled onto your site a few days ago, and it's already become an easy favorite. As a high school senior going off to college in the fall, I really appreciate the balanced intellectual-emotional approach you take in all your essays. Thanks again, and keep up the good work. Please pray for us. In the Old Testament readings from 1 Kings 19 this week, Elijah hid in a cave and covered up and cowered as a powerful wind, a mighty earthquake, and a raging fire passed by outside. But the text says that God was not in any of those overt and obvious natural forces. Rather, we read that God spoke to Elijah in a gentle whisper. And so I'd ask you to pray for all those who read this weekly webzine for the global church that they will experience the distinct whisper of God, however faint amidst the noise of life. Also, sharing our site with your friends is a huge help to us. You can just use the email this page function. And finally, perhaps you might consider financial support. Like all nonprofits, Journey with Jesus depends upon strong year-end giving. As we end our fiscal year on June 30th and celebrate three years of global ministry, our board and I would be grateful if you would consider generous support. In the United States, your gift is tax deductible. Thank you, and God bless you, and pray for us as Journey with Jesus continues to serve the church around the world. For books this week, I reviewed Dorothy Sayers' Are Women Human? Grand Rapids, Erdman's 2005, 69 pages. Are women human? That's the stark question the British writer Dorothy Sayers posed in two short essays written in 1938. They were originally published in 1947 in a collection of her essays called Unpopular Opinions. Sayers had more than an academic interest in the question. When she finished Somerville College, Oxford, with first-class honors in modern languages in 1915, they didn't yet grant degrees to women. The gist of Sayers' argument in this little book is captured in a quote that she takes from D.H. Lawrence. Quote, man is willing to accept woman as an equal, as a man in skirts, 
as an angel, a devil, a baby face, an instrument, a bosom, a womb, a pair of legs, a servant, an encyclopedia, an ideal, or an obscenity. The one thing he won't accept her as is a human being, a real human being of the feminine sex." End quote. Such was Sayers's radically simple argument that women be acknowledged as human beings and only subsequently labeled as a subset of human beings qualified by biology, culture, ethnicity, age, economics, nationality, and so on. Sears also made an observation about the Gospels. Women, she observed, were the first at the cradle and the last at the cross. She says, quote, the many women who appear in the Gospels had never known a man like Jesus. There never has been such another. A prophet and teacher who never nagged at them, never flattered or coaxed or patronized, who never made jokes about them, never treated them either as the women, God help us, or the ladies, God bless them, who rebuked without querulousness and praised without condescension, who took their questions and arguments seriously, who never mapped out their sphere for them, never urged them to be feminine or jeered at them for being female, who had no axe to grind and no uneasy male dignity to defend, who took them as he found them and was completely unselfconscious. There is no act, no sermon, no parable in the whole gospel that borrows its pungency from female perversity. Nobody could possibly guess from the words and deeds of Jesus that there was anything funny about women's nature." End quote. You can read this tiny volume in one sitting, and if you do, you'll be greatly rewarded. My Erdman's edition, which was originally published in 1971 and has been now updated for the 2005 edition, has a short introduction by Mary McDermott Schiedler. Dorothy Sayers, Are Women Human? For film this week, I review... Who is Jackson Pollock? When 73-year-old Terry Horton retired as a truck driver, she supplemented her social security income by digging through dumpsters and scouring thrift shops. One day, she bought a painting at Dot Spot Thrift in San Bernardino, California to cheer up a friend who was depressed. But the painting was too big for her friend's trailer and so they displayed it at a garage sale. At the garage sale, a local art teacher suggested that it might be a Jackson Pollock original. This is not a great movie, but it sure is a great story. And I'll only say that the documentary does a nice job of pitting four factions against each other. The insular world of self-important art snobs, forensic scientists who analyze fingerprints and paint samples, the several folks who try to help Horton prove her case, and the recalcent Terry Horton herself. She paid $8 for the painting, but rejected a $9 million offer from a Saudi Arabian art collector. 
She's appeared on Letterman, Leno, Montel Williams in 60 Minutes. She swears she will burn the painting before selling it for less than the $50 million an authentic Pollock would bring. And somehow you get the impression that this trash-talking trucker might not be kidding. Who is Jackson Pollock? And finally this week, for poetry, we've actually posted a poem by St. Brendan the Voyager. St. Brendan the Voyager was an Irish monk who lived from 484 to 577. His prayer is called, quite simply, the Journey Prayer. God bless to me this day, God bless to me this night. Bless, O oh bless, thou God of grace, each day and hour of my life. Bless, O oh bless, thou God of grace, each day and hour of my life. God bless the pathway on which I go. God bless the earth that's beneath my soul. Bless, O oh God, and give to me thy love. O God of gods, bless my rest and my repose. Bless, O God, and give to me thy love. And bless, O God of gods, my repose. The Journey Prayer by St. Brendan the Voyager, an Irish monk. Thank you for joining us at journeywithjesus.net for Sunday, June 24th, 2007. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin.